I want to be in the trenches with everyone else because I think it's so important to be down there on the ground um, and not maybe looking down from a high up level. I think you should interchange between those two positions. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Awesoming's podcast, where we highlight people pursuing their definition of, you guessed it, awesome. So buckle up and get ready for some more success story adventures and failures from Kentucky's tech and entrepreneur community. Hey guys, thanks so much for checking out this episode of Awesomeings Podcast. I am ecstatic that I'm finally sitting down, unfortunately virtually, with my good friend Tasha, who is the Executive Director of Governor's School for Entrepreneurs, GSE. And man, I am pumped because this is a dear friend in our startup community that I've had both the pleasure to learn from and also work with over the last two years. She's a rock star and she is doing some amazing work for Kentucky's next wave of geniuses. Let's be honest, that's what they are. So Tasha, I know that unfortunately we weren't able to meet in Lexington today and that you're joining me from Louisville. So I want to say thank you and ask, how was your day started? What did you have for breakfast? And if there's any other random things that come to mind, let us know because we're dying to hear it. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for having me on here, Garrett. You know, we're in the heart of the GSE program right now. So the reason why I am joining you from Louisville is because I'm here at Story Louisville um, with our group of kiddos from this region. Um, So what did I have for breakfast? I actually had a granola bar running out of my house this morning because I woke up a little late. Um, I think as entrepreneurs know, sometimes time escapes us and uh, we we struggle to, to, to keep ourselves on time and that structure. But I made it here just fine. I've been enjoying the morning with the kiddos. They're in the customer discovery phase of, of GSC. They're isolating the problems that they're going to focus on. Um, and it's, it's, it's exciting to see that entrepreneurship is even if spread across the entire state, even if at eight different locations running simultaneously, we're able to still be entrepreneurial um, and move them forward through the GSE process. So I'm having a rocking morning. Uh, it's been great so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that as well. Hey, real quickly, your mic cut out there for a hot second. You were saying mm-hmm. something about GSE being over eight locations. Would you mind resetting yeah. what you said, please? Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so GSE were, you know, spread out all over the state this year. We have, you know, six, seven different locations. It's exciting to see that entrepreneurship can, one, happen from anywhere, even if virtual, even if spread out, even if a little bit of all 80 of us are everywhere. Uh, we are still rocking and rolling and GSE and the spirit of entrepreneurship is alive and well. Um, so we're excited to be here. We're excited to be doing what we're doing, even if it's a little uh, different, even if it's uh, not what we expected, um, but we are happy and, and moving forward. I love it. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I know we have uh, a good chunk of the program here in Central Kentucky and Lexington between Austin Mink and Base 110. And the scholars that we've had have been both hilarious, very energetic and engaged. And we are more than glad to have have them in our space. I know from some of the other teammates' perspectives, I'm not going to name names, but they are very glad <laughs> now the average age has, has dropped down a couple of years. So Tasha, let's go ahead and, and dive on in. So one, I want to highlight you and your background that has definitely laid some solid groundwork for where you are now. I know you studied at EKU. You did amazing work with volunteering on the steering committee for Scott County's Leadership Chamber of Commerce. You taught at Elkhorn Crossing School. And I wanted to ask, how do you feel 
that all these opportunities have prepared you for GSE and where you currently are? Oh, that's such a good question, Garrett. Um, you know, there's no way I could have ever connected this puzzle looking forward, but in reflection, it really all makes sense in terms of how I ended up here and how all of those different experiences led me down this path. So I did start at EKU. That's where both of my degrees are from. You know, EKU has a nationally recognized education program. Um, and so I think that should not go unsaid or unnoticed, uh, repping EKU here very strongly, very proud of my little school there in Richmond. Um, and from there, I was hired right out of college at 22. I was so young. Oh my goodness, I looked like a high school student uh, when they hired me to be a teacher. Uh, but I was hired at 22 to open what was then one of the most, and still is, one of the most innovative uh, educational models that the state has ever seen. And so Elkhorn Crossing School focuses on interdisciplinary methodology. Uh, they focus on student autonomy. So students get to choose uh, what they want to learn, you know, in terms of the career pathway that they want to pursue. And we really see that just as a starting point for them. You know, we don't want to lock them in necessarily, uh, but we want to give them a good boost. Uh, and some of them learn that what they choose isn't what they really want to do. And then some of them fall in love with it, but it's just all about exploration. Um, so it's very project-based heavy, very interdisciplinary. Um, very much so focused on student autonomy. And one of the coolest parts about Elkhorn Crossing School is that we did not evaluate our students just on content. We evaluated them in seven different areas. So we evaluated them uh, based on critical thinking skills, their collaboration skills, their project skills, their presentation skills, uh, and of course content, uh, but also work ethic. Um, and I'm sure there's one I'm leaving out <laughs> to get rid of all seven of them. But I think it's important to recognize that as educators, um, it takes a lot more than just assigning someone an A, B, C, or D uh, or a standardized test score to really understand who they are as a person and how we can best help them be successful. And more so than that, how we can help them grow, right? I mean, everyone's different. Uh, it's a very personalized approach to education. And so I loved, loved, loved my time at Oakland Crossing School. I spent six wonderful years there. Um, I wouldn't trade that time for anything in the world. It was transformative for me. Um, and I know it was also transformative for the students that shared those experiences alongside me. So um, fantastic facility there in Georgetown, Kentucky, uh, also home of Toyota. And so if you're ever up there, I really, really strongly encourage you to swing by Elkhorn Crossing School and ask for a tour. Um, they're more than happy to give you one. I think you'd love, love, love what you see, anyone and everyone. So EKU to ECS, um, and then from ECS, you know, things kind of got a little wild. Yeah, I, uh, I have my master's degree in educational leadership. So I, I could be a principal, right? If, if that's what I wanted to do someday. But the reason why I pursue that is because I wanted to understand more about how our public education system worked from not only a state level, but a federal level. I wanted to understand funding. I wanted to understand how, you know, certain decisions were made uh, at the highest point and then down. Um, and I learned a whole lot about this system. And I learned a whole lot about the structure. Um, and there in my sixth year, I made a huge leap, Garrett, you know, People thought I was crazy. I had tenure, right? I mean, in 2013, I was very humbled to be uh, selected as um, uh, within my district as a teacher of the year. And so I was like, wow, this is phenomenal. You know, this is going great. And then uh, after year six, I really took a moment to reflect. I was like, I don't want to just teach inside four walls anymore. You know, I, I don't want to do that because I don't want to ever stop growing or learning myself. And it's not that I believe in mastery. I don't think mastery exists at all. I think we're always learning. I think we're lifelong learners. Um, but something just told me that it was time 
to take a leap and it was time to change. And, you know, to go from something so stable of being guaranteed a job for literally 28 years to not knowing <laughs> what you were going to do or what was going to happen next. I think some people were, were worried about me. They were like, are you sure that this is the right decision? Because, um, you know, you've set quite a foundation here. You're good to go. Everything's working well. And I'm like, no, I, I want to change. Like, I want to do something different and, you know, not to go on a tangent, but I hope everyone has the strength and courage to do that. Um, if they are so compelled, you know, I, I don't want anyone to grow stagnant in what they're doing. They should wake up every day and be excited for the work that they do. And I started to wake up and not be so excited. And so I knew then that was a good indication that I should look to do something else. So I resigned from the classroom in 2016 and serendipitously enough, Garrett, I spent that summer as a team leader at the governor's school for entrepreneurs. Um, and it was a, a great summer. It was such a cool experience. And, you know, Going through GSE as a team leader, I just so was was impressed at the model of the program, at the attention to you know personalized education through the lens of entrepreneurship, and really what it meant to be an entrepreneur. And I had a fantastic summer with them. Um, you know, thereafter I moved to Louisville, and GSE was kind of in the back of my mind uh, for a few months. Well, you know, as luck would have it, uh, GSE was not finished with me, or I definitely wasn't finished with GSE either. So. Three or four months later, I received a, a phone call from a colleague of mine, and he had been promoted to a position of leadership within the organization. And he said, you know, um, I told the board that the only way I would move forward with this is if you would join me. I said, well, that is a big risk. I, was like, <laughs> I said, but of course I'm going to join you. I said, but I'm going to tell you right now, we're changing everything. I said, the heart of the program can remain the same. The structure can remain the same, uh, but we have a lot of work to do. Um, you know, this this is something I'm very passionate about. I think with every organization, uh, it should always focus on change and adapting and evolving. And I don't believe in rinse and repeat programs. I don't believe in, in this doing the same thing twice. And so luckily we, we had the same mindset there. And I came on as the program director um, early in 2017. Uh, and it has been a fantastic wild ride ever since, Garrett. I'm over here taking notes. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's cool hearing about your background. I think one of the main things that that I, I wanted to, to chime in about is you're, you mentioned specifically the structure of that school in Georgetown, Elkhorn Crossing, and everything you learned. Yep. And I, I know from our time working together, I mean, even though we're not on the same team, we do a lot that we, we cross over between our organizations. And it makes so much sense with the way you think because of your background, especially talking about the way you evaluated students, how some of what you've said to me pretty candidly is you do not appreciate the way a lot of our school system focuses on, you know, maybe an ACT or something mm -hmm. set in stone where then the focus gets shifted from, this is a human being. How are they growing, developing? Mm -hmm. How are they relating and working together versus a number mm -hmm. that defines them? So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And also, I don't think I actually knew you had your master's and you could have been a principal. My mom, yeah. my mom always reminds me that growing up, I was very ornery as a child. And she, I still think to some degree, she's a little bummed. I wasn't either a lawyer or I did not become a principal because she, she always was like, you know, you'd be such a great one one of these days. But um, anyways, that's off the cuff. So yeah, loved hearing your background. It makes so much sense. That kind of filled in some of the puzzle pieces for me personally in our relationship with mm -hmm. how you're wired, the way you think, why you're such a go-getter. So obviously I love it. And I'm, I'm pumped that everyone who is listening to your story, maybe if they've known you or they followed the work that you've been a part of with this organization, 
that that is also kind of filling some of those puzzle pieces in for them. So with that, we'll keep going and talking about all of these great developments in which you're a part of currently. So I have worked with both Keenstart, G, or sorry, all three, Keenstart, GSC, and KY Pitch. What the heck are these mm-hmm. organizations? How are they interwoven? And <laughs> where do you fall on leading all three of these? Oh, absolutely. That's such a good question. It is important to, um, you know, differentiate between all of those names and titles. Uh, and it will make sense as soon as I start explaining it. You know, we're a growing organization. Uh, we are a startup ourselves. And so Keen Start um, is our 501c3 nonprofit. And so Keen Start is the nonprofit organization that owns and operates the Governor's School for Entrepreneurs and KY Pitch. Uh, it gives us a lot of autonomy in terms of, you know, the directions we want to go and the, the people we want to reach and how we want to serve our audience. Um, but it also gives us uh, quite a strong brand uh, to fall back onto because we are uh, the entrepreneurship, you know, education uh, organization for the state that specifically focuses on serving our teen population. I'm very proud of that. Um, we've actually just started exploring the collegiate market. And so that's where we'll talk about KY Pitch. KY Pitch is the state's largest intercollegiate pitch competition. We actually took over that. I guess this will be our second year um, taking over KY Pitch. We rebranded it. It was formerly known as Idea State U. We came in, we looked at the model, uh, we put our heads together, and we really thought about how can we make this work for not just people who we think of as entrepreneurs, people who may have an idea and may not be part of the entrepreneurship circle or the entrepreneurship ring, or maybe they not even have thought of themselves as an entrepreneur. And so that is KY Pitch. You know, this year we, we had to postpone our, uh, our spring uh, final event, but we've moved that to the fall. We're very excited about it. Um, and participation in that program keeps growing. We keep seeing more and more college students kind of raise their hand and, and be excited about learning about entrepreneurship but also just pursuing an idea, pursuing a dream and solving problems. Um, So there's quite a lot of prize packages, prize monies that are associated with KY Pitch, but it's kind of the the next leg, I would say, uh, in Keen Start's program arsenal. Um, Now, of course, we have the Governor's School for Entrepreneurs. That is our flagship program, and that is likely what most people know us as. You know, the Governor's School for Entrepreneurs, we started in 2013. Um, and it has been fantastic just seeing the program grow um, and how much people have learned to uh, get, get used to that name because we're certainly not going away. We certainly plan to be here for quite some time. You know, and our goal with the GSC and KY Pitch is that our GSC students, our GSC entrepreneurs, we want them to come back and participate in KY Pitch. We want to be the organization that gives them access to all of our awesome partners, just like Awesome Inc or Base 110 and help them find their way and help them find mentors um, and other entrepreneurs to believe in them and to work with them. And so really what we've done is strategically put together two programs, one that serves the teen population and the other that serves the collegiate population um, through the lens and focus of entrepreneurship. You know, those programs are gonna grow and evolve and change as the years come and go, uh, but we've got quite a good foundation for them. And I'm excited to see what our third program could be under Keen Start. Um, you know, there, there are limitless opportunities. You know, we don't want to add too much too soon. We know that we do KY Pitch and GSE very well. And there may be even a time when we connect the two. We'll see. You know, I, I, I don't want to give too much away, but we've got some exciting plans when it comes to our strategic plan over the next year or so. Um, and we'll see what happens with those two. You know, we're obviously learning a lot right now, which I know we'll talk about soon. 
Um, but it's been unique being able to not only serve our teen population, but then also work into the collegiate market as well. Now, my official title, I guess, is the executive director of Keen Start. So I own, or not own, I operate and manage the, the nonprofit. Um, but I also run GSE. Um, and that's something that I was very passionate about when I took this role. You know, and that reminds me actually of, of when I was thinking about pursuing principalship. I never wanted to leave the classroom. You know, I don't want to just be an administrator. I want to be in the trenches with everyone else because I think it's so important to be down there on the ground um, and not maybe looking down from a high up level. I think you should interchange between those two positions. Um, and so that's my title. That's a little bit about GSE, a little bit about Keen Start. Um, I hope that clears it up for everyone. I hope that makes a lot of sense. Um, but that's who we are. That's what we do. Tasha, it is so obvious you are so focused on relationships. And and the last little bit of the answer when you, when you talked about being in the trenches points to that. I'm blessed to call your friend. It, <laughs> I get I get excited. I'm I said ex- excited. That's not a word. I get excited when we talk. <laughs> so one thing I know you mentioned a second ago, and this is some of the fun I like getting to know more about the organization itself. You said GSC, its first summer was in 2013. And I know for me, that was when I was actually with another governor's school program or GSP governor's Shower program at, at Bellarmine that summer. And so I knew nothing about this and I really haven't learned about it until I was out of college. So what is the background of GSC? What, what was the big push for there to be a third type of governor's programming for, for the state, for high school students? Oh my goodness, Garrett. Well, a few things. Um, I'm going to drop a, a, a knowledge nugget here for you. And this is something I think about a lot. Um, actually, I'm working with some people on an article uh, about this very idea and, and why it's important to think about entrepreneurship this way. But in 2020, Garrett, entrepreneurship is the new liberal arts, right? Let's, let's think about that. Entrepreneurship is the new liberal arts. Um, and I think that when you really start thinking about that, it makes a lot of sense. So in 2013, I, you know, wasn't around with the organization then, but I do know, and I'm very thankful for the foresight of the individuals who launched and started this program. You know, Kentucky deserves a seat at the entrepreneurial table. When we think about entrepreneurship, you know, we think about California, maybe Colorado, Boulder there. We maybe think about Dallas or Austin and Texas. Think about Boston. I want Kentucky to be one of the places that people think about when they think about innovation and entrepreneurship. Um, And we deserve that, we really do. And if you could see what I see every year, which most people are starting to, I'm really excited to really kind of open GSE up and let you peek into um, kind of all the the ecstatic opportunities and the unique innovations that spring forth every summer, then you're gonna see that Kentucky is already at the table, right? And so in 2013, the Governor's School for Entrepreneurs was one of the very first governor school for entrepreneurs in the nation, you know, and sometimes also Kentucky doesn't really, uh, I don't think people think about Kentucky being first in something, Uh, but dare I say we were either first or very close to first there in 2013. You know, since 2013, we've actually helped mentor other states in starting programs very similar to ours. So now we have the West Virginia School of Entrepreneurship. We have Tennessee on board. We have one in Pennsylvania. Um, And you can see that states are finally starting to pick up on this idea 
that, hey, first and foremost, we actually live in a capitalist society, and maybe it's really important to teach people how to thrive in our society, right? So not only is it important for them to learn what it means to be an engineer, but if you're an engineer, do you know how to take your product to market or your design to market? Do you know the patent process, right? Are you learning what it means um, to pitch in front of someone, to get an investment? Are these things that are familiar to you? And the same with biomedical research, you know, or any really scientist um, that is doing significant research. We don't want you to just publish in a journal, of course, right? That's where you get notoriety. Of course, it's so important for peer-reviewed articles and, and scholarly, re scholarly, excuse me, research. But what about monetization, right? Are you learning what it means to take those ideas and that research and make money on them, right? And so that's the connection that GSE helps our teenagers make. We teach them that, yes, please be artists, be engineers, be scientists, be teachers, be leaders, be whatever it is that you want to be, but connect that passion to capitalism. Because at the end of the day, that is the society in which we live in and I want everyone to be prepared to be successful in our society and not only successful, Garrett, but happy, right? You know, there's this old adage that people say, well, money doesn't lead to happiness. No, it doesn't. But you know what it does lead to? Opportunity, right? Money does lead to opportunity. And the more opportunities you have, um, usually the happier you're going to be. And so while it is a fine line, while it is a balancing act, I think it's so important for us both as educators and entrepreneurs to come together and help our teens make these connections. Um, and so for the future educators out there, please, let's throw some entrepreneurship into everything. It's interdisciplinary, right? Entrepreneurs are everywhere. Um, there, there's such a need for new businesses, for startups, for innovative ideas um, that solve innovative problems. And I think that's something um, that should be uh, uh, you know, kind of explored a little bit too, this idea of innovative problems, um, because there are certainly innovative problems, uh, definitely brought on by the pandemic, pandemic that we're going to have to solve. Um, but you know, it, it just is all so interconnected. And I think we're used to putting people into these silos, into these boxes, into these categories and saying, okay, you want to be a teacher. Here's your exact pathway. Okay. Here you want to be an engineer. This is exactly what you want to do. These are the steps you want to take. But that leads to so much frustration, you know, because it's not a linear process in becoming who you're wanting to be. There's so much back and forth and, and, and just obstacles along the way, stumbling, failures, all of it comes together. And my goodness, if you don't grow up and want to be an entrepreneur, that's fine. But let's at least teach them how to think like an entrepreneur. Um, there's just so much. I could go on forever. I know that I've gone on a little bit of a tangent there, but it's just, it, it makes so much sense to me that we... We need to connect entrepreneurship and education, and that's where GSE comes into play. That's the role that we we are proud to, to take on for our state. We are the anchor between education and entrepreneurship. We have both a partnership with the Cabinet for Economic Development, and we have a partnership with the Kentucky. That's because we are connecting, right, where others may not see connections, and so We'll talk, uh, I'm sure you'll learn a little bit more about some of the things that we're going to work with, you know, on both of those, uh, both of those ends here in the fall, but we're, we're proud of that. You know, we don't want to just work with one cabinet. We want to work with everyone um, so that we can help them see what it means to be an entrepreneur right now in Kentucky. So in 2013, that's when GSE started. Um, we've done a lot of work to get to where we are now today, um, and we're headed for, for growth. You know, what more could a startup want? 
at its point in its journey. I love that. Tasha, that, that is so, so good to hear. It's, <laughs> it's very evident. You're so passionate. You can hear it in your voice. One thing I wanted to, to double or to double check on mm-hmm. is you cut out when you were saying the two partnerships. Yep. So you said the, uh, the cabinet for economic development. What was the other one that you mentioned? Yeah. So we have, you know, we have many partnerships. I shouldn't just say two. <laughs> we are a collaborative organization if we are anything. Um, but two of our main partnerships uh, are with the Cabinet for Economic Development and also with the Kentucky uh, Education Workforce Development Cabinet. Um, and so, you know, right now the Lieutenant Governor is the both the Lieutenant Governor and she's also the Secretary of the Kentucky Education Workforce Development Cabinet. She was a teacher herself. Um, but then we also, of course, work with the Cabinet for Economic Development. And that's where we focus a lot of our time uh, with our partners through KY Innovation and the Office of Entrepreneurship there. Um, and so we're doing uh, good work, I think, in bridging the two and helping them see the connections, but they're also helping us. Um, it, it really is a, a collaborative approach in, in shining a light and shining a spotlight on not only what it means to be interdisciplinary at GSE, but what it means to be interdisciplinary at the, the highest state levels, right? At the very highest of high that you can think of when it comes to the cabinets um, that our state boasts and our state uh, works with each and every day. So what was the initial introduction with GSE and you? I don't think that's one of the talking points that we've covered mm-hmm. yet. That's so funny. I was actually in the classroom, um, you know, every year, and I, I'm the one that does this now, but every year the governor schools send out uh, informational packets or informational packages to each and every high school counselor across the state. Um, and my high school counselor there, a uh, wonderful lady that I worked with, Maria Lyons at Elkhorn Crossing School, um, she came down one day during my lunch hour and she brought me this flyer. Um, she said, hey, this is kind of a new thing that's going on. You know, it's only been around for, I think this will be its third year. Uh, but as I was reading through it, I just thought this would, you know, that you would love to do this. It sounds like a position that you'd be interested in. So I read through it and I was like, what is this, a team leader? Like, what in the world does that mean? Like, who's to lead some teams. And so, you know, I read through that initial one pager and I, I got on the website and I was poking around and, you know, at the time, those ideas seemed really new to me. I, I hadn't really thought about entrepreneurship because my background as a teacher, you know, even though I was interdisciplinary and my challenge each day was to incorporate multiple content areas, my focus was either English uh, or it was media arts. Um, and so, as I started digging deeper into GSE and thinking about this idea of entrepreneurship, I decided to apply. Um, I had an interview uh, that fall, that December. Um, then I found out in spring that I was going to be a team leader at GSE. So that was my very first uh, kind of run through uh, or run up on, I guess, uh, of GSE. And um, it's just so funny to think about that now, how a single decision, a single split second decision can change everything, right? It can literally change your entire career path. It can change so many different facets about your life. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Awesomings Podcast. And another quick thank you to Lee Rosevere and a few members from our community who provide the music that you hear in this show. Lastly, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. Or even better, come on down to our space. Come be a part of our community and get plugged in. And let's start something awesome together. You guys rock. We'll see you next time.